0: Hello and welcome to For the Love of Merlin. I'm Sonia and with me is my co-host Mila. Hi Mila. Hello. Episode 60, The Hollow Queen, Regicide Attempt number 567.
1: Just never, never giving up. Never giving up.
0: Must kill the king. That's one thing we've learned in the show. The synopsis for this episode is As a deadly net closes in around Arthur, Merlin finds himself far from Camelot. Yeah, that happened. That did happen. It's a lot of stress in this episode. It's a very stressful episode. I'm going to do some housekeeping, actually, from the last episode. All right. I rewatched that very strange deleted scene with Gaius just fiddling with things. (laughs)
1: Because
0: it was bothering me. And? I see the blue potion bottle now. He picks it up off the table. He's trying to find something to get it to Merlin. That's
1: why. To lower it down to Merlin over there. I get it. Yeah. But he's fussing with a plant pot and a skull. Right. And
0: an like a broom. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really look. Looks like he's looking for, like, organizing something and then throwing things around. It wasn't super clear. If it had been in the episode, it probably would have been clearer. But because because I saw it and didn't know where it fit in. But anyway, mystery solved. But in this episode, what can I say? You know what? Good for Morgana for finally realizing that Merlin's a bigger problem than she's
1: ever acknowledged. Look, it's a first. She, you know, she didn't recognize how big of a problem he is, but he is a problem. And she says it in the episode, he got in my way just too many times. We just gotta do this. I mean, she came pretty close to killing him. Yeah,
0: she did. We'll get into that later. Yeah, Morgana is awful, Gwen's awful, and now, uh, Sarum is awful. We got a lot of awful in this episode. It's like a it's a contest for the number one spot on who you want to die the most. Yeah. And it's crazy because this guy doesn't even come in until like 15, 20
1: minutes into the episode. It's a complicated plan and there's a lot of stuff that happens in this episode, I mean, we're going to make some plans with very, with a lot of parts and very complicated. Oh, so if this happens, we do this. So you must make this happen so this can happen, so this can happen, so our plan can work. I was like, can't you just do something simpler?
0: She sleeps in the bed with Arthur. I'm not sure why she can't smother him with a pillow or something. I just don't
1: understand. (laughs) I mean, I mean, she tried to do something simpler last episode. It was just poison. That didn't work. Morgana's plans are
0: complicated, and this episode is really complicated. To be honest, it's the most complicated we've had in a while. We've had a bunch of really straight linear stories with one plot going on for a while. We're back to the super complicated, multi-level, everyone's got something going on episode. It opens up with a sneaky, cloaky figure making their way up a path that conveniently leads to the top of the castle wall not sure that path should be there or maybe we need someone guarding the path yes this seems like a good spot to put a guard camelot security never fails to amaze sir leon of course is the one to notice because he's the only one ever to notice (laughs) he's personally guarding the queen i don't know what she's doing out in the middle of the night with a whole troop of knights guarding her but she interjects with uh it's a full moon leon i'm gonna stop her on two counts here just want to object to two things. First of all, please, in your current state, don't call him Leon. Not comfortable with it. It's Sir Leon, especially while you're evil Gwen. Normal Gwen probably wouldn't have an objection. Normal Gwen would call him Sir.
1: That's the thing. That is the thing. Exactly. Normal Gwen would call him Sir Leon.
0: There's another Leon that gets yelled out in this episode, but that's one. that one's fine. So we'll get into that later. Number two objection. Don't try to gaslight me, Evil Gwen. It's always the full moon. What are you talking about? Later in this episode,
1: it's two days later, and what's outside? A full moon. Yes, Evil Gwen. We see it. You can't, you can't convince me otherwise, like you do to other people. We've been—I'm not Arthur. We've discussed the moon thoroughly in this podcast, and we're not going to change our
0: minds. I don't appreciate her trying to gaslight me, and I don't appreciate this whole look. I'm not Arthur. You can't kiss it away. You can't come here and just woo me to distract me from the fact that it is always the full moon
1: but honestly what is she doing out walking around with the knights well
0: it's an interesting episode because we talked in last episode we talked about the layered reveals the one that isn't even there but you can pick up on if you are really watching the show the subtle one and then the overt one this is a good little trick by the writers this seems like nothing and then it's definitely something
1: yeah but you know you're, if you're watching, you're like, yep, yeah, you're in this. Yeah, rarely is something on the show nothing. Yeah.
0: Everything on the show is something. It's very rare that something happens. You're like, well, that was that was just nonsense. Yes, I agree. She comes in and the bedroom's all spiffied up with flowers in the bed and it's all very romantic. Arthur says, you know, look what I did. And I'm thinking, oh, look what Merlin did. because Come on. But it's cute. It's very sweet. Wouldn't all this stuff be so great if Gwen wasn't the worst right now?
1: Obviously, they're doing all of this because it's extra annoying, because it's extra sweet, and we know that she's evil. Merlin's face in this scene just kills me. This scene floors me. It is so funny. I,
0: I can't even... I can't think about it without laughing. He hugs Gwen, and the way Colin is just staring at the back of her head like he wants to just murder her. It's just... It is so unamused. He's just like, this is annoying. Whether she sees it or not, there's this thing going on between them. Because as he leaves, she's like, oh, Merlin, I want a hot bath. And (laughs) oh, God, she's she's so mean. It's so so
1: bitchy with that. With, you know, it's just too nice. It's so bitchy. (laughs) It's really it's really it's one of those things that people do. They are like. I can't tell you, I can't, for other people that don't know, if there's like, you know that the person is bitchy, like, oh my God, such a bitch. But the other person's like, no, she's just being nice. You know, it's right there on the border of, oh my God, this person is so nice. And oh my God, you're such a huge bitch. She is.
0: Yeah. Because what does Arthur see? Oh, she's so sweet. She asks so nicely. Merlin, just these reactions get me. I mean- As much as, again, not a fan of the whole taking a break from the plot of the season to do this, the things that happen between Angel and Colin when they're playing this dynamic of Evil Gwen versus Merlin are just gold. Yes. Their interactions are great. Their chemistry as adversaries is fantastic.
1: And she always has a face And throughout this whole episode, especially at the end, really like that. She always has a face that to me says what are you going to just tell arthur that i'm evil like what are you what what do you think you're going to do about this there's nothing that you can do and she knows <laughs> and she enjoys it a little bit it's like she's like you can't do anything you're just your hands are tied
0: it's a playful enjoyment of try me just try me And it's so fun to watch him play off that. And it's just the two of them are great in these episodes because they do really enjoy their interactions with each other.
1: I do too. We find ourselves,
0: I think, in the basement hallways.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought also.
0: With a gated door and the kid gets the key. Meanwhile, Merlin is doing his duty of getting this bitchy queen a bath set up. So he's in the kitchen instead of being home with Gaius. Thanks a lot, Gwen. You're the worst. So it's interesting to me because I think it's actually really subtle. I think if you're not hyper aware at this point of the episode as a viewer, she's created this meet between them.
1: I knew that. I did at this point believe that this person maybe was like a runaway druid that Morgana had found that was like actually talking to Morgana because we have seen... That happening with Morgana, and I was like, maybe she enrolled this kid for evil forever. yeah,
0: Merlin's Spidey sense goes off. he sees him standing there. he's look pretty sure in the episode he said Dagal
1: Dagal that's what I have.
0: I heard there was a little bit of discussion at the table read, and the powers that be that run the show said it's Daigal. and everyone said then why is it spelled Dagal, but hey. Degol made it into the show, so it's (laughs) Degol.
1: I hate to tell y'all. That's how we know.
0: That's how we know him. We get the energy here from Merlin of Bossy Merlin, which has been appearing more and more. He's a lot in charge late in this show. A lot of this episode shows the growth of Merlin because this is a kid who's wandering around. So he can be in his, listen, I'm in charge. You got to get the hell out of here. I don't want to do this. And he shows a little tattoo, which you probably think is real at the time.
1: Yes, looks real. I I can I, be, I believed it. I believed it. Yeah. Even though I knew this was a plan and I knew that it was probably a trap, I believed that he was an actual druid.
0: Yeah. It could be. I mean, Morgana knows a bunch of druids. So yeah, I do I do wonder how obvious it is that it is that it's a setup. I think it's, you know, it depends on the viewer.
1: Yeah, to me it was pretty obvious. I was like, I'm sure I'm sure that they're going to drag this like non-obvious thing as much as, because that's sometimes that's what they do. They show you something that you're like, oh my God, it's a trap. And then it drags for so long as not being a trap. And the relationship develops a little bit that you start to doubting yourself. Is this really a trap? Maybe it's not a trap. And then it's a trap. You're like, oh yeah, I knew it.
0: You know, Merlin's all no, the kid's all puppy eyes. So Merlin says yes, of course, even though clearly Merlin's, Great weakness is his need to do good deeds. We know this. But he doesn't ask the obvious question,
1: how the hell did you hear about me? (laughs) Who told you I'm here? Um, Yes, I do have that in my notes because if no one knows that you have magic, if you already told the boy, hey, go to Gaius, I guess the druids know Merlin. So if you're a druid, you could have heard from other druids in that clan there. He would have had to have heard about it a while
0: ago because it wasn't like a druid told him to go because then the druid could have just done magic to heal the girl. Yeah, that's true. I've wrestled with this, but fine, you know, because we're home and then Gaius does it for me. You don't even know who this boy is. All these reasons not to go. Gaius doesn't like this at all. I love this whole, how are you going to keep this from Arthur? Because he's going to be gone a day because it takes a, half a day to get there, half a day to come back. And I love this exchange of, I'm sure you'll think of something. And Richard Wilson's, me? Poor Gaius is too old for this shit.
1: Just getting up from the bed. Getting up from bed and looking back behind me like, me? Wait a second.
0: How did I get dragged into this? This is just Merlin at his best chaotic good. <laughs> He's just like, "Yes, I'm just getting out of here. Damn the rules. You figure it out. I got to go. Just making a little tornado in his path to help this kid.
1: I already told the boy that I'm going to go. I'm not going to go back on my word now. Blah, 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 blah. And he leaves.
0: We also get a little, oh, Serum of Amata is arriving today, FYI.
1: And I'm like, who?
0: Yeah, who? And also, I love how this is a reason Arthur wouldn't notice. I'm like, I feel like it's a reason Arthur would super notice.
1: (laughs) You're not here. Yeah. He's probably stressed out. And if you're not here, he's going to extra stress out. So, you know, he's going to notice.
0: Right. Off to the forest we go. Merlin meets up with Dagon, And the kid's smart enough to be like, aren't you the king's servant? Is he going to get mad? Merlin says the dumbest thing ever. Love him. He says, he won't even notice I'm gone. And I love that the second he says that phrase, I think, cue Arthur. It cuts to Arthur's bedroom. And you hear
1: Merlin. Merlin is that TikTok audio that's like, how would they know? They're not going to know. Do you, have you seen that? How would they know? <laughs> no. And they, they know. He, he's going to notice. Have you
0: noticed how many times a day he says your name? How the hell would he not notice that you're gone? He's correct about one thing. If he's in a meeting with Serum, sure, might notice less what you're up to. But it's morning and he needs to get dressed.
1: Clearly incapable of doing it by himself. I understand that armor, but like, where are you putting armor? That's another. We'll get there. First, he's just looking for his comb. He can't even
0: find his comb. Has to call Merlin to look for an object. I love that evil Gwen comes in and we get a very stereotypical man-woman relationship, which I'm not mad at the writers. I've been in this relationship. It exists. This dynamic between men and women actually exists. You just have a special way of looking at things and she says they're called eyes. Honestly, I kinda like Gwen in the scene even though she's evil because she's a hundred percent right. Like just look. Just look for it for real.
1: I do too. It could be also a mother daughter relationship because I'm like it's not there. My mom's like, yes it is. <laughs> Go look. I this is proudly
0: a superpower of mine. Any person I've ever lived with, whether it was significant other or roommate, People become increasingly dependent on the fact that I clock where everything is at all times. People who live with me stop looking for things and just ask me where things are. And at some point I break from like, you have to start looking. I don't want to be responsible for your entire life of where things are. That is true.
1: But it's hard. Yes. It's hard for you to just lose your mind looking for it when somebody's like sitting on the couch and be like, I know. You know what? It's a power and a curse. I'm just saying.
0: I love it. Me too. If I were in a house with someone who knew where everything was all the time, I wouldn't bother looking either. I understand. So this super cute comb scene happens. She also tells him he's hopeless. He is. We'll see more on that later. And he does. Barley does a really good job of looking completely helpless when he turns around and Gwen's already gone and he's just standing in his room and everything looks a mess.
1: He just has the comb stuck to his hair and half of his hair up. Yes, it's just in there. I was like, yeah, you did a good job. Back
0: home, poor Gaius is alone working. And again, cute Arthur. We know what's coming, right? I mean, this poor old man. Arthur needs to watch it. He's going to give Gaius a heart attack if he does this every day. Come on. I love that Arthur busts in looking for Merlin. And because we know the last time we saw a scene like this, Merlin was hiding behind the door. (laughs) Bradley looked behind the door. (laughs) I adore that touch so much. It's such a good little callback.
1: It's... He does the laziest looking around that he can, he's just at the door and be like, this is the only place that he could be that I can't see. Then I'm going to talk to Gaius now. Which
0: I'm so proud of Gaius. He really, really worked on it. He sat there and came up with the whole thing and he was ready and he delivered it great. He was super believable. And then Arthur... Objected once and said, he's at the tavern, isn't he? And then gave the worst high-pitched,
1: no, sire. <laughs> I really thought that he was going to break. And I am actually very proud and glad that Gaius stuck to this story to the very end.
0: He really did. Even though the no, sire is not believable at all, which is why it plays so funny. I was so proud of him because he he's the reason the whole conversation around the tavern exists it is his fault and his fault
1: alone i mean arthur also doesn't believe him because it's like tell him to sober up and come help me also if you don't believe him just go down to the tavern and grab him he's not there Send somebody send one of your knights. Nice, be like hey gwayne go see if you can find merlin at the tavern he's gonna be like no he's not there
0: yeah not only would gwayne not find merlin there but uh don't send gwayne to the tavern he's not coming back
1: Oh yeah, that was a mistake of mine. I sent the wrong person to the tavern.
0: You sent the wrong person. Three hours later, Arthur's gonna be like, "Where are Gawain and Merlin?" <laughs> Lost.
1: We we're one person down now. We're two. This is getting worse.
0: It's the Bermuda Triangle of Camelot. Well, anyway, poor Gaius tried so hard to stick up for Merlin, and he deserves the credit for it this time.
1: He did the best that he could, and I think the best was good enough. It really was. A plus to him.
0: We cut to Merlin and Degall with this relationship building that you were kind of talking about, whether it's a trick or not. I do like this relationship that's building. I like the writing of the reveals of who they are. Merlin being the one that we always know is overtly sweet and giving. Bandages Degall up because he hurt himself. We saw him fall. When he was coming into Camelot, and they have an exchange about how lucky Merlin is to have Gaius, I love the happy Merlin face of
1: I am for part of this episode, Merlin's pretty happy. <laughs> yes, I think that I can feel a little bit of um when Daigle shows interest in how Merlin learned how to be a physician and how to know all these things about the herbs and stuff he. It almost feels like Merlin is really glad and happy to pass his knowledge forward because there was someone who helped him who didn't know anything and now maybe he can help somebody else.
0: Yeah. And again there's this big vibe in this episode of look at Merlin as he is now. Look at this character as he is now. Merlin has really come a long way. They've really worked on the progression of his attitude towards life, his powers, his knowledge as a physician, because in this episode, we really see that on display and how secure he is in his own self, bossing people around, pushing back, not taking any shit, really just a big episode for the showing of the evolution of Merlin.
1: And it's funny because to me in this episode, it is a character arc in itself, Mhm. It's a very fast forward progression of being like, hey, remember this is Merlin at the beginning of the episode and now this is Amorous at the end
0: of this episode. Yeah, you do see Amorous in this episode. To me, Amorous will always be just the attitude that Merlin's in. How in charge of his own power is he? That's Amorous. It's not an age thing. It comes out more when he's older in his old age disguise because he can be a little more self-empowered in that mode.
1: Yeah, to me, it's not an age thing. It's more of the full person that he became Mm -hmm. in the integration of the person that he already was, the kind of person that he already was, with the full knowledge of his powers. So for me, those two make Amherst.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it comes about in the integration of himself as someone who's self-possessed and takes charge of his own life. because. It's hard for this character, as written in the story, just trapped in this constant hiding, to really be self...
1: In servitude. Servitude to another person.
0: Yeah, to really take charge of their own life because it's always secondary. So being self-possessed is pretty hard. You know, I think Colin mentioned it in a Behind the Scenes where he said, you know, Merlin grows up the slowest because he has to hide so much and it's really true because he has to constantly pretend to not be it's hard to be but what i love about this relationship as it progresses they're walking to the forest he gives dagal apples and they're delicious and he says you don't like them and merlin says they're my favorite and it's such a simple little scene to write that's so great it's very clear in its purpose this scene i love the way that Alfie Stewart, who plays Dagal, plays this very honest and authentic. It's it feels very real to me that this kid is confused, that this person
1: So confused. That's what I that's the word that I have in my notes. Confused, confused.
0: He's like, they're your favorite. Why are you giving them to me? And Merlin is hyper aware of how much he has. I had a big breakfast. I don't need more. Like he feels like he has a lot, right? Especially compared to this kid. And It's really nice to see in this moment that all these things that have happened to this character haven't taken away from his true nature of just being this giving, sweet, compassionate character. When we've watched this character put through the ringer over and over and over again, if anyone has a reason not to believe in people, it's Merlin.
1: And you know, there was another day where I was reading about when you see things online or tragedies that happen around the world, for us to just be careful to not let, these happenings around the world rob us from our humanity, from our kindness towards other people. And I, I thought about that in this episode because a lot happened to him, but he, he didn't rob his humanity. He still cares for other people. He still opens himself up and trusts and gives when he has the opportunity to.
0: Yeah, it's really lovely to see a character written like this, especially because. I'm not saying this show is the best at writing women because it's not, but really they've written a very non-toxic male character. I mean, he's not very representative of a lot of the male characteristics you get in a hero on TV. Yes. He's empathetic. He's compassionate. He's feeling. He cries. Boy, does he cry. He tries. He gives. He loves. And it's not the standard male hero you write. I completely agree. It's nice to see. And I love these scenes. They're just so sweet. I mean, who doesn't like seeing that? And I love Degall's line of people I've met, they're not like you. No one treats me like I matter. And Merlin just says, we all matter. It's very matter of fact. Yeah. Which is a long progression for Merlin as well, because in the beginning, he felt like he didn't matter.
1: Yes. And that's why I think that Merlin is so taken by this person. Because he sees himself in Daigle. And it's hard. I mean, I texted you right after I finished the episode because I was a little upset. I'm like, come on, why do you keep doing this to us? Because I'm pretty sure the
0: writers are just hell bent on breaking Merlin, the character. And that means breaking the audience because it is mean in the end. I mean, they give Merlin this chance to influence someone young. But it has to, I think part of it is pushing Merlin to, that's it, to stop this. This has to stop.
1: Right. Just hit hit a wall.
0: Yeah. He has to come to the end of the patience with this entire thing that's happening, which we're already like, don't do this. (laughs) And this is the moment where Dagal starts to kind of have the I'm having second thoughts face. Yes. Meanwhile, in Arthur's room, Gaia shows up to let Arthur know that Merlin's not coming. This is one of the most inconsistent things that happens on this show. There are episodes where Arthur can dress himself and episodes where Arthur cannot dress himself. And I'm not mad about that. I'm I enjoy the joke. This is ridiculous. (laughs) This whole joke is ridiculous. But because it's Bradley and Richard are so good and it's just funny to watch them together. And I have no hope for them at the cut at the end of this scene that he's gonna be dressed later. So when he hits, I'm like, they did it. (laughs) It took a long time, but they did it. Yeah. I just love the honesty in which Bradley says the line. You think you can do it?
1: And guys, like,
0: how hard can this be?
1: Sure, it's pretty easy. No. I mean, I dress myself
0: every day like a grown man. Must be easy to dress another grown man, two grown men to dress one grown man. Just saying.
1: Yes, guys, but you just wear one dress. You just <laughs> slip into a thing and you walk up. That's it.
0: He does love his robes. I love it. Yeah.
1: Robes and dresses are easy, guys. It's just one piece. You just whoop, go in. Done
0: gotta love a dress it's an outfit we get a quick shot of gwen going through the same hallways picking up the key this is kind of the overt hey in case you didn't get what the kid's up to with merlin he was sent by gwen slash morgana for those of you who didn't catch on and are picking up on some weird vibes from the kid that's where we're at back in arthur's room unbelievably they've successfully gotten clothes onto his body Even though I love that Bradley does this. I don't know if it was Alice. Alice Troughton directed this. Another great episode looks wise. There's a three episode block that's being done by Alice Troughton and Ashley Rowe. The DP. It's the last one we saw. This one and the next one. So they did these three together. And I'm kind of keeping an eye out for the changes in look. But there's some things that are carrying over from the last episode that I can see in this episode as well. Against all odds... These two grown men have dressed a grown man. And I love that Bradley does this thing, not sure if it was him or Alice, where he kind of shifts because he looks uncomfortable in the way that Gaius dressed him. He tries to adjust his cape and, and chainmail. And I just think it's such a brilliant little thing he did.
1: It just was like, OK, I'm dressed. But this isn't feel right? <laughs> it's not the same as Merlin, OK?
0: To quote him later, I want Merlin back. So they start chatting about Sarum, a bit of expo of how brutal he is. At this point, Gaius has picked up on the rumor that he trapped Morgana. Gaius gives Arthur a pretty big pep talk and says, you've become a true statesman. And for a moment, I think, oh, this is the father that he needed.
1: Yes. Well, at first he gives him a warning. He's like, hey, he kills his friends too, so be careful. Don't think that because he's coming to be your friend, he's not going to try to kill you. Clearly, that's not what's going to happen.
0: I love that the reply is Arthur saying, I don't think we're going to be friends.
1: And I love that Gaius takes this little bit of time to praise Arthur because I think that he needs it. He, I do think that Arthur doubts himself very often. And, you know, it's always nice to have someone who was very close to his father, who is a father-like figure to say these words to him.
0: Yeah. It's a very sweet moment. And I feel like the character probably needs it. (laughs) Looking at Arthur's life. Yes. Back in the forest, Degall's acting all weird. Merlin's suspicions getting a little prickly at this point, but he keeps going. Right on time, we get the reveal that Morgana's nearby. And this is when the bandits walk by And Merlin hears them and tries to druid telepathy talk to Dagal. Although, I don't know how Dagal didn't hear the bandits. They were pretty fucking loud. (laughs) At this point, I do wonder. I'm like, why do you keep going? It's so clear that this kid's lying to you.
1: You know, at this point, I was like, he didn't hear him. He's not really a druid. Uh, And I was glad that at least this one bit I was a little surprised about. Because I was like, oh, I really thought that you were a druid. I don't know. I think... I think that Merlin just wants to give him the benefit of the doubt and wants to believe and help another magical person. Yeah, I think it is that
0: being blinded by wanting to believe the lie. Because he
1: keeps going. They get there,
0: and this is when Merlin sees there's no little sister there. Grabs his arm, sees that the druid mark is fake. For a second, he's like, why have you brought me here? And I think, isn't it obvious? I'm right on cue. There's Morgana standing there. But he doesn't see her fast enough and she attacks. It's, it's really interesting how often she's had the chance to really kill him. I feel like at this point there's an element of fate in it.
1: Because this should have killed him. And I think that she thinks that he will. She's just giving him the other 100%. poison for like extra measures. Like this time. This time is going to be it. She's chosen this poison to be painful.
0: It really is her need to cause pain that stops her from killing him here. Because...
1: If she were quick about it, he'd be dead already. She wants it to be slow and painful and not just quick and painless. Tosses him down
0: for good measure off a little tiny cliff. And Tagal says, why? And I'm just like, because she's a crazy bitch. Didn't you notice that before? But this is when she finally admits, he's meddled in my plans too many times. Yeah, at least now you've noticed
1: part of it. Instead of just saying, oh, he's just a servant. She also says... Merlin has a weakness for outcasts, which is sad that she yeah. knows his weakness and that his strength is also his weakness. She's
0: totally right about it being a weakness, but you're also totally right about it being a strength because in a few scenes, it's what saves him. Yes. But we'll get into that. Back in Camelot, we're having a feast because of course we are. Camelot's not getting attacked. I don't even, like it is actually. Camelot's getting attacked just from within. They're like, it's a feast. So let's make sure we kill the king. Tomorrow.
1: It's a silent attack from the inside. Yeah. Like no windows broken, no people jumping in. It's just.
0: Arthur is talking with Sarum. You know, we share an enemy and he says sorcery. Not really, but whatever. It's really Morgana. She has a name. And then he asks about the rumor. He says, I found her weakness. Yeah, there's a lot about that this episode, just the weaknesses. And then he starts to tell this terrible tale. About how he basically captured and tortured Aethusa and I want him to die so
1: it's awful, so much.
0: And- I even have to side with Evil Gwen in this scene because she can't take this. This sounds awful.
1: She has to <laughs> stand up and walk away.
0: Arthur even Bradley is playing this horrified,
1: horrified under
0: control. You know, he's just sitting there looking at this guy. He's like, "Oh, you're crazy," and uh, yeah, we all want him to die. Not a single one of us doesn't want him to die. We're all just...
1: Yeah, because nothing justifies, but I wouldn't understand if he just kept Morgana a prisoner, but the poor dragon didn't do anything.
0: Yeah. Poor Aethusa. He ruined Aethusa. That's Merlin's baby. Therefore, he must die. At least there's one good death in the episode. John Trapnell does such a good job. He really just is disturbing as this character.
1: Disturbing, disturbing, because he tells the story so well with an enjoyment for something horrible. It's an enjoyment, but I like that it's it's kind, he kind of throws it away. Yes, it's very casual. I'm I'm telling you a casual tale of something that I did and I really liked to do, and it was amazing. It's very casual, and ah, oh, she's escaped. You know, can do it again. It's a.
0: For those of you who haven't been in acting class, that's an actor thing. You just throw it away. Like, don't put too much weight on the line. Don't don't overact it. He just puts it out there like a cool thing he did over the weekend. He enjoyed it, but it's very, it's nothing to him. And it's that's so frightening. We're all disturbed. Arthur is disturbed. We all get to leave that dinner really disturbed. Morgana and Evil Gwen have a little cloaky forest meet where Evil Gwen is crying because he's the worst. She's really upset. I mean, it's upsetting. It is upsetting. (laughs) Even if you don't like Morgana, like this person's insane. It's hard to make Morgana seem like the good guy, but this guy's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not that Morgana is the good guy. She's the worst. But still kind of want him to die first on the priority list. He just got bumped all the way up to first spot of someone kill this guy quick because he's completely batshit crazy. They have their little plan. Get Sarum to kill Arthur. Kill Sarum slowly. At least we're all on the same page.
1: We all want Sarum dead. Even Gu- Eva Gwen is like, do you really think it's good for us to like try to lie with this guy? <laughs> like, I heard a terrible story. Are you okay? It's
0: only because she's under a spell, basically, that it's forgivable. Someone should be like, hey, by the way, Arthur didn't know anything about this. Are you sure you want to just take your vengeance out on him? Just want to put that out there.
1: Like, he's just making this alliance with this guy. This guy just got here like earlier today. It's not like they were friends before. He literally just,
0: he literally just found out about it right now. Just want to kind of point that out in case that changes anything. Of course it doesn't. You're crazy. (laughs) It doesn't. We're not as insane. Uh, The hair tells it all. In the morning, the sun's breaking through and I don't really know what to say. We have this scene with Merlin waking up. Can't move. Can't use his powers. Love the effect they have of him shorting out, his eyes shorting out. I don't know. This is amazing. It's a deeply upsetting scene to watch. And that's just a credit to how good Colin Morgan is. It's just seeming like he's in a horrible amount of pain.
1: He's just foaming from his mouth. Um, the makeup helps it helps a lot. We talked about the makeup right before we started recording. It is amazing. He's great. He looks half dead. It is pretty impressive.
0: He does. It's, they even do that fade where it seems like time is passing and no matter what he does, he can't barely move his. I mean, he's very good at muscle control, which, I mean, listen, all actors should be. You should really know how to move your entire body and control everything that's happening on screen.
1: Or be really still. <laughs> yeah,
0: like really good muscle control of you really want to pay attention to what you're doing full body on screen. And not every actor gets there. But how still he was when he was trying to move was just crazy. I was just like, that's really good.
1: Yeah. And it's hard. It's really hard. It's harder than he looks and harder than it seems to pretend that you're trying to move in that you can't. Yeah. Pretend that your body's paralyzed and be like, Ugh, I'm trying. it can look really fake. It can look really, really fake.
0: It can. And he didn't overact yeah. it. Yeah. That's the thing that was really good about it. It was super subtle. Because people would be just like, ah, and just overstraining and like making the noises. And he was just really, again, it's like another one of those just throwing it away. Kind of just really simple. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. It was really heartbreaking to watch. It was. Like, look, I'm constantly thinking about production. So the entire time I'm thinking everything's fake because I'm thinking about how it was done. But still, it's moving. Even though I'm that person who's thinking about all the behind the scenes stuff. It was really good.
1: It is. And it's like the epitome of powerless. (laughs) You don't even have power over your own body to move it and try to get out of the situation. And you don't have your powers, magical powers also. So this is it. You're going to die here because there's nowhere to go.
0: It's hard to watch that scene and not feel helpless. It is. And it's just, it's like even a pretty wide shot, a piece of forest. So it's not like there's anyone nearby. (laughs) So, back home, poor Gaius. I mean, if that didn't break your heart, we cut to being back home. Gaius has fallen asleep at the desk waiting for Merlin to come home and eat his dinner. Dinner's still on the table. Gaius goes into his bedroom and sits on his completely made bed.
1: That made me so sad.
0: This whole sequence is upsetting. I was just like, oh, come on. What are you trying to do to me? They're just breaking my heart. It's interesting here. They cut over to a pretty much silent scene of gwen dressing arthur and it seems very sweet like oh arthur has gwen at least it's interesting people like the lives are moving forward without merlin there and it's strange and it's the lighting is very ethereal and then we slip out of this dreamy sequence into evil gwen tightening his armor a little too much and he goes
1: i want merlin back yeah he he's worried worried about him and he says I'm
0: worried about Merlin which he's never said
1: yes yes
0: yeah it's actually a little off-putting to have Arthur say that because I'm like yay finally and also uh uh-oh
1: I think that he knows and he can feel that even if Merlin goes away to do whatever go to the tavern quote-unquote here he always comes back and he hasn't come back we're all worried I mean, this sequence, everyone's like, okay,
0: this is weird. don't like this. And I'm just, at this point, I'm waiting for guys to go to Arthur. Right. So in the meantime, Gwen, of course, talks him out of it and says, don't worry. Just probably need a day off. She does, she does say normal Gwen stuff. You mustn't be hard on him. She does. But it's all to pacify. Oh, he's probably just having fun. Just let him have a day or two off, which is all very normal Gwen stuff. She's so good at seeming normal, evil Gwen. So she says you have more important things to do. Yeah, I guess so. He goes and fights this guy. Holy crap. Almost dies. No big deal. Really good fight. It really feels tense. I really like the choreography and how they played it. And I, you know, they're going, it feels like they're going all out. And Arthur, we don't really see Arthur get beaten ever.
1: I was going to say this. It's very rare that we see him lose any fight. So I wasn't really, really expecting it. But I understand why they chose it. And I think it looks really good.
0: I think it's good for him to lose the fight because he can't be the best in the world. He's the best in Camelot. He tells Sarum this guy's the best I've ever fought. And Sarum says, I trained him myself. Perhaps one day I'll teach you. And I love this lingering shot on Bradley where he seems not even mad. He's almost like, okay.
1: (laughs) All right. Maybe. I'll be honored. I'll
0: be honored. He seems like he's kind of thinking about it. And I'm like, all right. I wouldn't blame you for wanting to be trained by this guy. He's... Obviously knows how to fight. He's a crazy pants, but he does have one thing he knows how to do.
1: Well, you know, he tells guys that he's like, look, I don't really agree with the politics that this guy plays. But if this is the alliance that I have to make to guarantee my people's safety, I'm going to make the alliance. Maybe this is just another thing that he sees that it might be a positive thing that this guy can bring to Camelot. So I understand.
0: Yeah. Might as well try to make something good happen here.
1: But as Sarum leaves,
0: Gwen does the high school thing where you run into someone by mistake on purpose. (laughs) Hello, you here. And drops the bomb on him of, hey, I kind of want you to kill Arthur. Let's meet up later.
1: Sarum goes, I don't think I heard you properly. Can you say that again, please? Speaking to my good ear. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? She's like, yes, you heard me. I said what I said. (laughs) She did say what she said,
0: and she's going to say it again later. Meanwhile in the forest, I bet you were expecting Dagal to come back.
1: Well, obviously, we knew, I knew that he was, I knew that at the end, when Morgana's like, don't tell about this to anyone because I have a few drops of the thing left, I'll kill you too. But I knew that he was going to come back because at the end of the day, he got to the point where he knew that what he was doing was wrong and he was hurting someone who was really good. It had nothing to do with Morgana's quest for power
0: this is what we were saying earlier sure he has a weakness for outcasts but his goodness brings out goodness in other people to the point which Jagal comes back first of all they cut back to merlin here dead talk about makeup he's dead i, I didn't think it was possible for him to look worse than he looked when we left him last scene he does and we come back and i was like wow he looks twice as bad
1: is that even possible I'm like, I knew Morgana said that you were going to suffer and it was going to be really bad, but didn't know that it was this bad. Didn't know all the blood was going to leave your body. Oh my god. Terrible.
0: He's gray. You're right. He's gray. It's insane. He's like in a black and white movie inside yes. a color movie. Yes. <laughs> Poor guy. I love that Dagal kind of gives him a pep talk. He's like, come on, you're the physician. I love that he calls him a physician because really it is a lot about this. What's the next part of Merlin's life? He's kind of done being someone's apprentice. Not that you can't learn more you can always learn more forever but he's really reached a point here where he can teach somebody else he doesn't need guys around to fix this he knows so he comes back with this tincture that merlin tells him to make in the most adorable little cup made of leaves i've ever seen in my life it's pretty cute i was like what's happening here are we in a little fairy tale of little fairies i don't know merlin has a seizure and we move on and you're just like oh
1: wait was that good or bad They kind of leave you hanging. You're like, is that, was that good? Literally, I have, Riley has a seizure and passes out. I'm not sure if he's alive. <laughs> was that better or worse? <laughs> it's, they do kind of leave it. Was that supposed to happen or not? Like you failed to give us instructions, be like, you're going to give me this. I'm going to drink. I'm going to shake a little bit and I'm just going to take a nap. Then I wake up.
0: <laughs> I'll be fine after. Don't worry when I have a seizure right now. I'm just saying. He seems to be fine with it, but I'm just like, this is upsetting. Bye. I'll see you later, I guess, because we cut over to Arthur's room where Gaius comes in, and instead of finding Arthur, he finds Gwen. Evil Gwen. Let
1: me let me tell you that this is the beginning of some priceless faces from Gaius to Gwen. And I'm living for this. Oh. For the rest of this episode.
0: Gaius has the judgiest face on the show. <laughs> He's just like, oh. Well, this isn't judgy. The scene it's very interesting because she's bullshitting him. Poor Gaius who's really worried that Merlin's dying. Yeah, Rightly so cuz Merlin is. I think this is horrifying for him because Gwen saying no is the confirmation that Morgana's done something to Merlin. Yes, which is so much more upsetting than Merlin just being gone for a couple of days. And he has to sit there with a straight face and he does just stare at her.
1: Of course. Of course, we shouldn't send a search party right away. I understand.
0: Wish Arthur had been here or I just kept my big mouth shut. (laughs) Should have asked Arthur. Arthur would have said yes because he's worried.
1: He just needs a little push from somebody else to be like, yeah, you should be worried. Do something about it. I mean, I can't believe Gaius
0: hasn't been like, by the way, Merlin never came home and he told me he was going to do a specific thing and then he didn't come back. Yeah. Evil Gwen is on the same train as Morgana. Let me tell you something. If Merlin knows, Gaius knows.
1: Yeah, you dumb. Evil Gwen, you're dumb. You're not smart as regular Gwen. She should know better than we're gone at this point.
0: If Merlin knows and Gaius knows, don't pretend that he didn't tell him that you are evil. Hello? Whatever. Evil Gwen hurries over to meet her new boyfriend, Serum. They go to this room that I'm upset we never knew existed. Where has this room been it's my whole life? Beautiful. Like, can we just stay here? Forever. Let's just do the show in this room.
1: What's the problem? so perfect
0: it's amazing the light plays so well here Ah, and when you think it couldn't get better they do their little evil plan okay like i'm gonna give you a third of camelot you kill arthur cool done as she leaves they reverse the shot and it's even prettier i was like oh that's what was casting that light it's a giant stained glass window <laughs> oh my god i feel like alice just loves to play in this castle because when she directs, you start to see a lot of like What's coming later? The chapel.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's too many pretty places for you not to use it. So I'm glad that it's, I'm glad it's not every episode that we get this, but I'm glad that we mm-hmm. do get some different parts of this this castle.
0: Especially this season, I heard them say that they only got to go to France twice to shoot, which would mean that they don't really right. get that much time there. So you can't, I mean, you got to do the great hall scenes with the round table. Yep. You got to get all your courtyard scenes done. Everything else is extra right? Right. Yeah, that's hard. I heard Bradley say that he, he had days where they're like, okay, you're shooting six different episodes today. Let's go over here. Okay, this is right after this thing happens. <laughs> it's just like, It's Yeah, exactly. That is
1: madness. It's madness. It's,
0: it's madness. The production of the show is madness. And really, having started to understand their location work through the making of this podcast, I really started to understand why they would have eight episodes going at a time because when they go over to do their unit in France, they just have to do as much as they can all at once on this property As all at once. It's really just about the location. And it is madness. And to have an actor do six different episodes in a day is a big ask.
1: It's so much.
0: It's a lot of mental math to jump around a story like that. It's a lot, even just the way you have to jump around in one episode. Doing multiple episodes in a day is just Murder on the brain, really?
1: I mean extra props to the actors because they do it really nicely. They do. i've I've heard comments about how
0: Colin was really good at being able to get the mood of every different episode, even though he was just hopping from one to the other all the time.
1: Do I look surprised? I do not. I'm not surprised. <sighs> uh, he's super talented, whatever.
0: not surprised. Listeners, it's not fair. It's not fair.
1: Anyway, in the
0: forest, Roland's alive. We know because Degall says,
1: you're alive. In case in case you looked at his face and be like, are you still dead but you woke up? No, he's actually... Are you a ghost? He's actually alive.
0: No thanks to you, kid. But Saintly Merlin takes about 30 seconds to forgive him.
1: Yes, but he annoys me just a little bit that he's still trying to make up another little story to not give up Morgana's plan. I mean, I think he's playing scared
0: because she just threatened his life. And Merlin's like, you just got to tell me now.
1: At this point, you already saved him, so you know.
0: Listen, Morgana's coming for you one way or the other, so you might as well just spill the beans. (laughs) That's what Merlin should have said. Listen, you saved me now, so you might as well just talk.
1: She's going to find you. Once she knows that I'm alive, she's going to find you.
0: Seriously. He's kind of lucky he dies by the end of this, because Morgana would have done it worse. Just saying.
1: Sad. I know. It's sad. But
0: saintly Merlin moves on real fast. He's like, look, just tell me. And he does. (laughs) He does. So I can't really, I mean, it takes 30 seconds to break him, so it's fine. And uh, I think they mean to kill the king, which I was like, Merlin, you didn't need to be told that you knew that was the plan. I mean, I don't know why you're at even
1: asking. Really? I also wasn't sure why he was just wasting his time to be like, what's the plan? I'm like, the plan is to kill Arthur. You've we've, we've known this for years now.
0: I think Merlin was hoping the kid actually had intel, because when he says, I think they mean to kill the king, his literal reaction is to roll his eyes, but not in a... I'm annoyed at you way and exasperated, like, oh my God, again.
1: Like the title. Merlin is like, end? Killed the king, and Like, elaborate, please. How? And
0: Degal's like, oh, sorry, I actually don't know things. I just think that's what she wants to do. She's kind of crazy. Because he says to her, you're really going to kill the king? And she was like, shut up or I'll kill you. So it's not like he knows anything. Anyway, Merlin runs off, to which my reaction is, hey, your leg, you're bleeding. What
1: I write here is... Merlin is in Emrys mode because this is where he starts for me. I think it's starting here. For me, it comes in uh, two lines
0: on my notes because he runs off. He's trying to avoid the bandits. He does this slippy, slidy fall, which when I watched it, I was impressed because Colin clearly did his own stunt.
1: He did. I was paying attention.
0: He did. Alice said that Colin loved, loved doing this and wanted to do it like five more times. And then the producers saw what was happening and were like, nope, that's it. No more. That, that You're not doing that again. You're not doing it again. To which on the commentary, Bradley was like, it was just a little slide. And I think Colin felt the same. It's just a slide. It's fine. But you know what? I understand producers. You have to understand what it's like to ensure a show and ensure the star of your show. And know that if he sprains his ankle doing that, filming the next... Two months is really going to suck.
1: Especially when it's a period show that you can't be like, ah, you're just like in the boot because made up some weird story about I twisted my ankle. Yes, right, right. He Horseback rides. He runs around. I mean, I agree with both sides. It's
0: just a slide. But also if I were the producer, I'd be like, stop doing that.
1: But also you could give your producer an anxiety attack. So let's just keep it to a minimum, please.
0: In the work sphere. We're all pretty replaceable, believe it or not. Even the ones you think who aren't, they kind of are. Except when you're the lead in a show or a movie, the whole thing shuts down if you're hurt. (laughs)
1: I'm just saying. Unless they want to completely change the story for you and take you out of the next four to five episodes, which in this case is not possible because it's just the one, one true lead here.
0: It is number one on the call sheet. That's the problem. If someone who was, you know, if one of the knights did it, I don't think the producers would be freaking out because you can write Gwayne and Percival out of any episode or into any episode. It's the fact that Colin Morgan's doing it. And I think it's just a, such a funny story because I understand both sides. <laughs> if I were the producer, I would have a heart attack too. Yeah. It's great. It worked. It looks beautiful. I love it. It is. And it, I, you know what? I was impressed. Bradley, can, Bradley and Colin can say it's just a slide, but it looks great on camera. And that's not super easy. It's not. This is where he gets fully into Emerus mode. He gets surrounded by bandits and it's just on from here on in because it starts with telling the kid to get away because you know what he's going to do. And poor Degall. we lo- we fall, in- I think we fall in love with him here, not because he saved Merlin, because he says, I'm not going to leave you this time.
1: I mean, I fell in love with him a little bit back there when he was like, oh, I want to help you. And he actually saved Merlin. When I look at him, I say, yes, there's some good in you. And you actually just want to feel seen. As you told Merlin before, nobody treats you like you matter. And this person is treated you like you do matter. So... No, but this time he, he's like, I'm with you till the end here. Whatever happens. Yeah, this time, instead of just saving
0: him, he's risking his own safety to stay by his side. And my feeling here is, go for it, Merlin. Who cares if the kid knows you have magic? Just do it. You'll deal with it later. And he says the line that's so great. If you value your lives, you won't take another step. This is where we cross over from bossy Merlin to boss Merlin, which is just to say, Emerus. He's had enough. He's like, really? Because the guy says, you don't even have a sword. And the way he says, I don't need one. He's just pissed.
1: So mean. He's like, please don't don't try me. Don't try me today. I, I can't handle this.
0: I'm so used to this character just being overly nice all the time. To hear that line out of him was just so shocking. I was like, "I'm scared. Please stop doing it." This sounds serious. Like I would stop now. He doesn't usually get like this. This is terrifying. All he does is wipe out one guy and they all run away because you know they're bandits. They suck. And I love the the side eye he gives all Although he's kind of like, "I know what you saw, but let's just move on."
1: Let's just keep walking. We'll talk on the way.
0: They keep going and go has some good questions about Merlin and Arthur's relationship. I can't blame him. He's like, so you don't tell him? And Merlin says a really sad thing if he knew he'd hang me. That is sad. I don't want to believe that this character believes that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that sometimes maybe it's Merlin believes that it is one possibility.
0: <sighs> that makes me sad because that lessens the chances of him ever saying anything. <laughs> Should make you sadder because you don't know. Merlin lets him treat his leg because they're pretty slow right now because he's limping all over the place pretty badly. And of course we find out that Dagal's mom had magic and Uther killed his mom. Yes. An old classic.
1: (laughs) An old classic comes back. I was glad to know that not everything about his story was a lie. And I'm also Mm -hmm. glad... To know that his mom had magic because at least he wasn't so freaked out by Merlin because he knew it already. And obviously that Uther also came back to this episode to like haunt us from the beyond, from beyond the grave.
0: Even though Merlin said that super sad thing about Arthur, he does say, I believe he's a good man and has a good heart and that things will change in the future. So at least he always believes in him. Back in Camelot, we get this quick little chapel scene. And I'm like, let's stay in the chapel, too. Mm. And uh, Sarum kind of lets us in on the fact with his little henchman that uh, he sees Gwen as a a serving girl playing at Queen. I'm like, you be careful. She's going to kill you.
1: Yeah, you be careful. She has a plan.
0: (laughs) I would not be so quick to assume that she's not going to kill you slowly, as she promised back home more sad guys
1: sad Gaius is sad it's just sad there's a lot of sad in this episode it's upsetting
0: sad Gaius is sad for all of us he can't take it anymore we go back to arthur's room he pushes his look again and gwen's here to ruin the day because that lying bitch <laughs> comes out with this oh i should have said something merlin went to go see a girl oh my god she didn't even tell Gaius. Uh-huh. And Gaius's face is in the dictionary if you look up unamused. And the next face after that is, I'm judging you with this eyebrow. Like, this is a judging face. He just can't.
1: I am living for his face here. His face doesn't even move as he talks to her. His eyes, <laughs> if if Gaius's eyes could like burn Gwen alive, he would have done it at that moment. <laughs> like lasers. <laughs>
0: Like there's an inner dialogue happening. If I kill Gwen right now, how quickly could Arthur kill me? <laughs> yeah, he's not happy. Not happy because she's fucking with the one thing he cares about. And he knows for sure that she's lying. I also love this whole a girl. And uh, Arthur goes, Merlin. <laughs> he's
1: so intrigued
0: by Merlin's love life.
1: <laughs> and I was like, he doesn't have time for a love life. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm going to get into that. In a minute, because
0: the idea, the ridiculous idea that Merlin has time to find a girl anywhere to pay attention to enough to even have time where she would show him the, I don't know, give him any kind of response. Merlin doesn't have time for life, but we will get more into that because we get over to the treaty signing. I love this sequence of shots. It's everyone's, it's a lot of movement. It is. It's funny when you're making TV and movies, It sounds silly, but it's always more compelling to have people moving. This whole sequence of people getting to where they're going is so fun. These shots of the the crossbow and the boots, and I love it.
1: It's also great because you don't really know what's going to happen at the end here. And you know that Merlin is always one tiny step behind. He's moving kind of slower. And Eva Gwen and Morgana's plan is just moving forward It's happening. Things are continuing to move forward.
0: Yeah. He's having to catch up quite a lot. And he's playing hurt, which leads to the best thing here, which is he picks up a spear to use as a staff.
1: It's so great. And we've
0: got a a lot of Emmerus energy happening now. The staff is a very boss wizard symbol, like the the whole energy of that. We get this shot of the Great Hall, which is a reverse of the regular shot. It looks even better this way.
1: Yeah, it does. The gallery
0: up top? It does. Holy crap. So good. I thought I love this room and I was like, it's even better this way. Merlin and Degall get there just in time, of course. Merlin has this moment that I dork out on because it kind of reminds me of Gandalf. Where he just gets in front of him and has a staff in his hand. It just feels like a wizard is standing there protecting this young kid.
1: You know, if you see, if you tell me... If you ask me to close my eyes and be like a wizard with a staff, it's going to be the image of Gandalf in my head. There's no other wizard with a staff that I'm going to think about. It just doesn't exist. It's just one. So I love it too.
0: But it does remind me of that energy. It reminds me of just that you shall not pass energy of like, no, we're not doing this. I'm in charge here. You have a weapon, but I'm me. So the crossbow gets shot at him. He does his magic. There's a lot of kerfuffle he uses the spear to kill the guy meanwhile killing serum which is just desserts and the face that angel makes She's like what As gwen (laughs) because arthur's like you're not panicking
1: he's like oh my god i didn't know that this was gonna happen weird
0: (laughs) oh yeah i know i'm so scared uh this is where arthur yells leon which is totally fair he's allowed and he would in battle say Leon so I believe that they can call each other by their first names it's really sad when Merlin finds they all have been stabbed this sad I thought he was going to survive he goes from so happy he's so happy for a second and then he's just devastated in this line of did I do something good
1: kills me it's like writers stop these writers enough (laughs) is enough they really know how to tug at our heartstrings
0: because that's a line and a half did I do something good
1: I texted Sonia right after this, right after I finished watching the the episode, and I'm like, why are they doing this to us? Why are they making us fall in love with these characters and then kill them right away? It was super crazy because you texted me on my end, I was prepping, and
0: you texted me about 15 seconds after he died, and I just thought it was funny that you got the timing completely right on my end. Yeah. (sighs) It's devastating. At least we cut to this dinner scene, which is half maddening, half hilarious. Yeah. Again, this interaction between Angel and Colin playing evil Gwen and Merlin against each other. Arthur's just talking. He doesn't even know that there's a whole other thing going on in the room.
1: (laughs) He is, no, he's just, he's like, this is totally normal, isn't it? We're just having dinner together.
0: Oh, this is dinner. So I'm going to talk about. I can't believe how lucky I was and I just think oh geez if you only really knew about how lucky you've gotten in life. But yeah he doesn't even he's not aware of the entire layer of really high level important stuff going on in the room through looks. Of course Merlin didn't take the credit he gave it to Degall. Obviously. We get the line Merlin make sure he gets up decent burial. Okay let's just add that to the business card for Merlin. Merlin funeral director. <laughs> How many times is he going to be like, hey, can you make sure this person gets a funeral?
1: More than the guy is graves.
0: Graves and funerals. Detective agency and funeral director. I'm just saying. And herb picker, laundry doer, dinner server. He's serving this dinner. And then
1: Arthur wants to hear about
0: the girl.
1: The girl. I was like, oh, why do you have to say like this? Makes it even weirder. It is actually funny. And
0: then I love Merlin's reaction to it. he's almost sad and laughing where he's like, I don't have one. Like idiot, I don't have time to do anything in my life. I don't even
1: sleep. When the hell would I be with a girl? Like I'm always with you. Don't you remember that? Arthur has amnesia.
0: <laughs> this is holding up. Look, it really is. You know how you wake up and I'm here and then when you go to bed I'm here and all through the day I'm here, or I'm doing your bidding, Uh, then yes, I'm here. And you don't know that at night I'm studying magic, but I'm fixing your life at night too. When the hell would I have a girlfriend when I haven't slept in 10 years? I don't know. That's what I hear when he says, don't have one. Like, hey, that's a stupid idiotic thing to say. When would I have time to have a life? Well, but Gwen said that you have a
1: girl.
0: The face that Angel shoots over at
1: Holding Bradley, her cup, like the, the Gwen Oh face. my god! <laughs> she, her eyes get
0: so big, and she's just like, mm, "This is gonna be fun." She's just enjoying the torturing of Merlin because he's back and he survived being killed by Marana once again. So how does she not know he's Emrys? Is I don't know. He's unkillable, and Angel and Colin's faces just crack me up. I don't know which one I enjoy more. But then this is where Merlin looks at her. And he's almost smiling, like, oh, you want to do this? You want to play with me? Because I'm done. <laughs> I'm now officially Emerus, and I will not take this shit. I will not do this. <laughs> That's what I like about his face, is that he's not even fazed. He's just smiling at her, like, okay, two can play at this game. It's on. It's on. It is. It really is. That's how I feel in this scene. He's And... I did, too. And then Arthur just keeps going. And why are you walking with a limp? Listen, it wasn't some kinky, fun injury he got. We're tried to kill him, dum-dum.
1: I'm sorry, Arthur. People can get hurt in doing all kinds of stuff.
0: When is he not running around doing stuff for you and guys? He probably hurt himself then. I don't know. And then it kind of ends on a, on a Gwen. I'm here for this solely on the fact that I'm here for the Merlin Gwen staring contests. it's way more enjoyable than when he used to do it with Morgana
1: and for Gaius's faces also that's the best that's the best.
0: Oh <sighs> that face he was like, Gaius is thinking about killing her. Merlin's just like this has to stop and in fact they get to the funeral scene. It's Merlin and Gaius. Merlin's really sad because he said he his life was just starting that's it this is this is too much price for him he's done he says it can't go on and then you get slow motion merlin Emrys action of just that's it i am finished
1: yes. yeah i have to do something the question is what and it's just moving forward in slow motion it looked really good so amazing so amazing
0: I think this is a really good episode. It's it's a lot.
1: It's a lot. There's a lot happening.
0: I mean, two character intros, a murder attempt, two murder attempts. It's two assassinations, two character intros, all the lies, you know, Gwen doing her plan, Merlin trying to do Get Back. It's just so many things that they packed into 42 minutes and no deleted scenes. How? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It was dense.
1: I enjoyed this episode most, mostly because of the character arc of Merlin and he gets to the end and I'm like, yes, I want to see now. Show me.
0: That's why the detour doesn't hurt as much as I think it will when it starts to happen. I still have the logical conversation going on in my head of, do we have time for this during this season? But the last episode was amazing. This episode really drove Merlin's progress forward. So they're not stalling as much as I might have thought they did on Gwen. Right. They're still able, because that's the worries. If we're focusing on Gwen being able, like we got to worry about other shit. But I'm happy during this episode because it really pushes us to the point where I can see, even at dinner, the way Merlin's looking at her, I feel like he's emorous there. like It's not phased by this stuff anymore. It's just...
1: It's just a different, it's almost like a different person.
0: Yeah, he's got a different energy of he's not taking anyone's shit. And even when he has to fake taking someone's shit, he's just smiling.
1: It's like when you level up in a video game that you're like, oh, look, this this is better. This character looks more powerful now. It's the same character, but more powerful. This is it. He does.
0: He does look more powerful. He feels more powerful. He plays more powerful. It's great. So... I think you might have some predictions to make about how long Gwen's going to be bad and whether you were right or wrong because...
1: This is it. This is it because next episode is it. I I told you it's max three episodes. There's no way that they're going to drag more than that. Next week on Marlon. I hope so. I hope that next week on Marlon is... Apparently Gwen is gone again. They're going on a quest to find her. I didn't really understand. There's just a little... Like there's Mordred. There's the dragon... There's Arthur and Merlin. There's Morgana. Everyone is involved in the next episode, and it seems like a lot. seems like a very action-packed episode.
0: There was a bit of old Merlin in there. I am here to tell you that the previews are still working. You don't know.
1: They are working. I don't know. I don't know, and it's very hard to guess.
0: Because it feels like Arthur might know, or he might not know, or he lost Gwen. I can't lose Gwen again. She's gone. Maybe she ran off with Morgana.
1: Right. I don't know what happened. And I can't, at this point, I can't make, I guess. I just can't guess it.
0: Well, you're going to find out soon. And uh, we'll see if they sort out their Gwen problems or not. Hopefully. Everyone in this episode, and you're about to meet one of my favorite characters on Merlin.
1: Wow.
0: Mm. Yeah. This character is up there with uh, Dragoon and Emerus. So
1: amazing. I
0: can't wait for you to see this and finally meet her. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Thanks for listening. Thank you. We'll see you next time. See you
1: guys.